0: Shabbat Shalom, Umevorach, Parshat Balak. Jeez, who gets a a king of Moab gets a name of a parasha? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, who does Aaron get a parasha name? No, Balak gets a parasha. Now I can understand Pinchas. I can understand a sefer of Yehoshua. But Balak, what's Balak? This evil king who wanted to wipe out the Jewish people. He gets a parasha named after him. Maybe Bilam is a little bit of credit, maybe a little bit he ends up blessing, but that's called the Prasha Balak. Anyway, we'll come to that in a second. Daniel Luria from Jerusalem, Atarit Kohenim, speaking to you. We had a very difficult week this week before we get to the parasha. Uh, the vehicle that helps our new families that were moved into uh, the two new buildings in the Shiloah Heights uh, was firebombed. It's not the first car that was firebombed, but it's obviously a very significant one that has been firebombed. Maybe we'll get some money back from uh, from the government because it was a terrorist activity. Don't ask me how, but apparently they've already caught uh, two of the guys, uh, the Arabs that were involved in the terrorist activity burning the uh, the vehicle. Um, and uh, let's just hope that they are the right ones and that they'll be put away for a, uh, for a long time to send a message to other people. So uh, we do obviously need uh, more security vehicles and cameras and doors. It's one of those things, so if there's anyone out there that's listening to this and security is what speaks to you, then you be in touch with our Territ because uh, uh, there's a lot, to, uh, a lot to be done. Anyway, with the uh, the parasha, going back to my question about uh, calling it Balak, to this, if you think about this whole parasha, uh, this has nothing to do with Am Yisrael, as in they're not involved. This is all something which is taking place outside of the realm of, of, uh, of, of Am Yisrael. It's not with Moshe, it's not with Arun, it's, it's something which is taking place elsewhere. It's not about who we are and what we're doing, miracles, plagues, Avram, of This is something taking place outside, so who does it really affect? I mean, it's a very interesting and strange story, but one of the great things I love about it is the fact that you've got a non-Jewish king, king of Moab, that actually recognises that the power of the Jewish people is in is in Hashem, that they can't be defeated unless you somehow do it within the spiritual world. If there's, uh, you know, God forbid curses, which Hashem wasn't going to do under any circumstances because He he loves His people and no matter what happens to us over the generations as we've seen, no matter what uh, enemy, no matter what empire, no matter what decrees, Hashem loves us too much and there's no way we're going to be uh, wiped out. Uh, No way we're going to be cursed forever. Uh, um, but uh, it was interesting, from my point of view, I love it every time, that a king, a non-Jewish king of Moav, he recognises the power of the Jewish people is in our connection to Hashem, our bond to Hashem recognizes that the only way to defeat the Jewish people, if there is some type of immoralities. We know what happens at the end of the Pasha when the uh, the daughters of Midian and Moab, and they come and they start uh, socializing and marrying out and assimilation and going to the idols and whatever else may have been, uh, but using the women to to drag away the Jewish people from uh, from what they have to do. So it's, it's fascinating that it takes... Uh, that they understand, and we should really also try and internalize that as much as uh, as much as possible. We've obviously got the most beautiful uh, uh, blessings that we use every day. One of which is "Matovu OhaLecha Yaakov Mishkanotecha Yisrael." How great are your tents? Talking about tents and also dwelling places. What's the difference between tents and dwelling places? Well, we know that a true dwelling place of Am Yisrael, the uh, uh, Mishkan. Uh, The dwelling place of Hashem uh, is also our own homes. The homes of Am Yisrael only become something very special when we bring into this Mishkan, the same root word, the shchina. when we become neighbors, the shachen. when Hashem becomes our neighbor and we bring in Hashem to our tents, that's when they're all beautiful. Of course, the other thing about the parasha uh, where we're told that, uh, and it's meant to be a blessing, is that we aren't going to be reckoned amongst the nations. We are Am Yoshev, we are separate, we're not like all the other nations, we're not greater, we're not more superior, Uh, but we are different. We have a role to play and if we don't realise that and recognise or internalise that, if we think that we can become part of the nations of the world, then the nations of the world will turn around and spew us out at some point in time. So um, there's a lot... A lot to be said about that um, now's not really the time for it, uh, but I the only thing I will say is that we are a unique nation, uh, but a nation and a religion we 're not to assimilate and there 's nothing wrong with being separate there 's nothing wrong with being different uh, in fact, Maybe our success is only when we are different. We saw what happened when there was the emancipation and the enlightenment and suddenly we went from the, the shtetls and the ghettos uh, into the regular society where we, some people threw off the shackles of their religion, of their Jewishness, and wanted to look like, be like, wanted to uh, to be exactly like the goyim. That's when eventually the goyim turn around and say, no, you aren't like the goyim. Don't pretend that you're a goyim. The antisemitism rises and rears its ugly head. Um, we're not responsible for anti-Semitism, but anti-Semitism and that hatred comes about because in, in some ways uh, the nations of the world just reject when we try and become of them. They respect when we are totally different, when we have this moral fiber that runs through our our body. When we have the right values that run through our bloods, when we are different, when we stand up as a Jewish people and be proud as who we are, not try and chase the nations of the world and everything they look like. That's when the nations of the world respect us. Every so often, I get this feeling being here in Israel, and sorry if I throw in something uh, small, but and it really is something small, but maybe it symbolises something. Why do we play music of the Goyim all the time? Why can't we just enjoy our own music and our own lyrics of our own people? Why should there be this desire to be just like what's happening in Europe and just like what's happening in America and the chase after the materialistic things of uh, uh, the various big uh, chains and fashions? And We are our own people with our own values and our own beauty. Uh, and that light we can give to the world and we should be giving to the world and we shouldn't try and be swallowed up and think that we can be like the nations of the world. A separate nation, part of the nations of the world, yet still separate in some form in our beautiful Otecha, Yisrael. That's the uh, the message from here. Finally, um, for those that want to be involved, and I'm speaking now on behalf of Ateget Kuanim Israel as opposed to uh, American Friends of at Kornim for those that want to be involved in very, very important deals that are unfolding. We have Arabs that are ready to hand over the key today Uh, and I would like to oblige. So if you know of people that have got a Yerusha, sold out their holdings, have got money and are willing to do something special for Am Yisrael. Uh, The future of Yerushalayim can be shaped by us, by you, leaving a legacy, doing something special to last for generations. There are real things on the table and we need you. So Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Until next week.